Welcome to the Living Alive Podcast. I'm Autumn Shields, a Master Connect coach, speaker, author, and serial entrepreneur, and most importantly, your hostess here to help you live your life alive. See, I believe we all have the ability to feel and be guided by life's nudges to live on purpose. So I'm inviting you to take this journey with me. Whether you were here just wanting to dip your toe in the water and see what this is all about, or maybe you were ready to dive deep. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. On this show, you'll hear powerful life-changing stories from thought leaders of all walks of life that are stirring things up. We will guide you on living your life fully alive, how to identify the nudges, and why living a healthy lifestyle actually makes a difference. So get ready to be inspired, challenged, and connected because it's your time to make a splash. Hello, beautiful listeners. Thanks for plugging in to today's show. Are you living your life fully alive and getting the most out of your day? And what does that even mean, getting the most out of your day? Maybe you're living in what you feel like is complete chaos, a complete mess, or maybe endless to-do lists where you feel like you're not moving forward toward your goals or toward your dreams. Well, today's guest not only helps us organize our home or our things, but she helps us organize our whole life. She's the founder and owner of Home Most Simple. She's going to teach us things like how to track time and a time block. And when we do get the most out of our day and we are hitting our goals, how to reward ourselves. I would like to welcome to the show, Valerie Recor. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you on, not only for our amazing Living Alive Insiders, but really just being selfish and having you on um, to learn just from you from me today. So I'm just excited to bring you on. I feel like, you know, about a year ago, a lot of our worlds got turned upside down from having to either work from home or come to school at home or not being able to go do our normal things that help us feel fully alive and really to manage new ways of our time and um, where we are at in locations throughout the day. And so I'm super excited to have you on, but before we dive into some awesome tips from you, tell us how you ended up being a coach. And I love that you say um, you're a coach. You don't organize, not just your home, but your whole kind of life consultant. And I love that because <laughs> what it goes on in my brain, as far as being organized and archaic, obviously you know, pours out into every area of my life. So tell me how you ended up here as a consultant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I have a background in mental health and corporate training. And then when my now eight-year-old daughter was born, I left the corporate world and opened my own professional organizing business. And I feel like the, the corporate training piece and the mental health are a great um, build we're great building blocks for working with clients with their stuff because we are attached to our stuff. And so really being able to teach clients how to let go of their their things as well as how to organize what is still in their house. And then through that, I, I moved into the productivity coaching piece after spending years listening to friends and clients talk about how busy they were and me kind of wondering what that meant. What does busy mean? If you ask me what I did over the weekend, pre-pandemic life, I might have no idea. I might feel like I'd been busy, but I really didn't know what that meant. 
And I really wanted to help clients, especially women and especially moms, take back control of that. Maybe stop feeling so busy and know where their time was going and really know that what they were doing were tasks that were moving them forward in their lives. Instead of just flinging from one task to another, just being really intentional about what we're doing each day and and knowing that it's moving us towards a goal that we are working on either professionally or within our business. And so I let go of the professional organizing, in-person organizing, and move to virtual coaching, um, which can still include stuff because I think if our stuff in our house is disorganized, it's hard to also manage our time well. Um, but really focus more on that uh, time management and productivity piece. How exciting. That's such a great thing about build, you know, how your life just turns these building blocks. We talk about that sometimes your purpose just shows up in different assignments. And it sounds like you moved from one that built on the other, that built on the other. And mm-hmm. um, how exciting is that? So I feel like personally, and just like you said, watching friends kind of go through where we're at right now, I feel like all of us could use these tips before the pandemic and now even more so. <laughs> And what I notice about myself and my friends too, is that, you know, when you look at like screen time for the week, like I go to post something and next thing you know, 45 minutes passed. And (laughs) I feel like the cell phone is, you know, one of the biggest distractions as far as being intentional and actually moving tasks down. But when I start tracking, I, I, I feel like I have good intentions, right. Or I set my intentions, I set my goals. And then what happens Mm -hmm. is just like you said, those tasks, intentional tasks are supposed to be happening to meet those goals. What I notice is I set all that. And as I'm starting to do tasks, I'm like, there's squirrels everywhere. There's rabbit holes everywhere. (laughs) And um, next thing I know, you know, I had 45 minutes to get something done and I didn't get it done. Or I 15, you know, I especially think as women, we always have like the 15 tabs at the top of our computer screen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Give us maybe your top three things that you first consult on or like where you would help somebody, you know, kind of look at their life and kind of really see, are we doing those tasks? Are we setting the, those goals? Because I feel like a lot of people have good intentions. And if I ask people about their goals and, you know, people that listen to the show, they're people that are like go-getters and they're wanting more out of life. But the, I know we could all use more information and more tips on how to be more efficient. That is my word of the year, by the way, is efficiency, because I believe that <laughs> we, when we become more efficient we can have a bigger impact, you know, with our work and what we do and touch more people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you already mentioned one of the first things I recommend, which is tracking your time. So really knowing where your time is going. So you can see how much time you spend on social media, um, falling down those rabbit holes, being distracted by a shiny object and, and tracking. So that is in a word document or a spreadsheet or just a piece of paper or an, a time tracking app for one solid week, maybe even to tracking your time in 30 minute, 60 minute um, time blocks. So not waiting until the end of the day and then writing down what you where you think you spent your time, but truly documenting it throughout the day so that you can go back and, and say, okay, wow, I spent way too much time on social media or look, I actually did all of these things I said I was going to do. It just didn't feel like it because I kept getting interrupted. Um, so starting there with the knowing where your time is going. And then kind of what one of the main things that that I talk about in my business is that I'm not necessarily helping you get more done in your day. I want you to be getting the right things done in your day. 
So when you've taken some time to really figure out your long-term vision and goals, and then brought that, narrowed that down to what it is you want to accomplish this year, then you know what you need to do today to get there. And, and you break it down into the smallest possible steps. And so you might have 15 minutes to do something and maybe you, okay, I, as soon as I do X task, then I can go spend 10 minutes on social media or find a way to kind of, to motivate yourself to just do something really little, set a timer. So I'm going to do whatever this task is. I'm going to write this blog post. I'm going to contact people to be on a podcast, whatever. And you're going to just spend, okay, when this 15 minutes is up, then I can go play. And so really just breaking that down um, and not really forcing yourself, but there's, there's a reward at the end of it. And that reward will become, well, I feel really accomplished. I moved my business forward. I did this one thing. I exercised. I spent time with my kids, whatever that might be. That reward becomes that intrinsic excitement that you just did that you accomplished this thing. Not that you got to go play on social media or you got to cross it off your to-do list. Uh, So those would be the top two. And then really if, if procrastination is something that you're struggling with or interruptions from colleagues or family members, really taking some time to figure out where and how those are coming like what, what's going on there um, and coming up with some ways to, to deal with that as well. Um, It's something interruptions is this my theme in my business this month so all my social media and newsletters and virtual community that's all we're talking about this month is interruptions because we as parents we just get interrupted pretty consistently Um, so those are the top that's where I would start yes I love some of those tips number one just recognizing where we really are because I, I do think it's just so easy to say I'm so busy and I had somebody say to me once you're sure busy for not building and I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I, I can sit here and I don't know what I do all day long, but like, and I actually track my contacts at the end of the day. And I was like, I made two contacts with people all day long. Well, what have I been doing standing here for six hours? So um, I think just figuring out actually where you're at and tracking that. And I love that time blocks. I just started doing that last year. And what helped me with time blocks is because, you know, we all have different things we're doing to actually give that a time. And what I learned about myself is that some things that I, I think are really going to take a long time. So I put them off really literally take minutes or vice versa. I think I'll get that done mm-hmm. in just a few minutes and it's not, it's 45 minutes. So really knowing what those tasks now, how long it's going to take, you know, at least have a good idea about it. So like, I think like most people, I have a to-do list that's 200 things long, which I know is not helpful. <laughs> and then I don't know how to prioritize it or I don't prioritize it. And so what happens is, I just am all over the place. And so one thing that's helped me is if I, if I can't necessarily prioritize it, if I just put a time next to it, so like follow up on that email and I know that's going to take five minutes. So like right before this podcast, I had 15 minutes. I could look at my list and say, well, I have, I can find three, five minute things to do to fit in there. Nope. I grab my phone, scroll on social media, try to post something. Next thing I know the 15 minutes is gone. So I think that time blocking and assigning times to thing is such a great tip. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I highly recommend that. And then and the timing your tasks, it helps you know. And I feel like I empty the dishwasher all the time. 
but I really don't. It's five minutes when I do it. I just feel like I do it all the time. And same for work tasks, um, social posting social media, following up with a contact or a potential client doesn't have to take that long. Or maybe it's a report. Maybe it's, oh, I feel like this blog blog post is going to take me 45 minutes, but really it's going to take you 90 because you need to do some research and you want to contact somebody else for a quote. And you, so you break that down into smaller tasks or you block that 90 minutes off on your time, similar to what you were talking about. You just know I need to make this amount of time to tackle this task. Yes. And I love that it's timed and the reward. I, I feel like I'm a procrastinator up to the minute always, but if I know that there's a reward there, it is amazing how fast I can get that done. (laughs) I used to have um, Friday night date night with my partner and literally, I don't know what I did all week, but I got the majority of it done about two hours before date night because I was not allowed to go on date night if I didn't hit my, you know, personal goals. Mm -hmm. And it is amazing what procrastination does, but when there's a reward there, it is a little bit more fun, especially if you're self-employed or you have to, you know, be self-disciplined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just with the procrastination, it's really being aware of how and when and why you're procrastinating and knowing that in the long run, it's really not good for you. It's not great for your health. And the feeling of accomplishing something is so much better than that rush of adrenaline for doing something at the last minute. Yes. And why do you feel like, what do you see with most of your clients? What's the biggest reason people procrastinate? Um, I would start with having not breaking something down into the smallest tasks. So I had a client who on one of her many to-do lists, it just said LASIK surgery. Now that's a project. Like it's not something you're just going to call a doctor and schedule an appointment. Like there were a lot of steps that she needed to take to get there. But if her to-do list just said LASIK, there was, her brain is just going to be like, yeah, I don't even know what that is. I'm going to not even bother. Where if you break that down to she needed to track down an insurance card and then, okay, then you need to call and schedule like three different doctors to get different opinions. Those are doable. Then you see that and you see call or maybe even it's just research doctors um, for eye surgery. You can set a timer for 15 minutes and do that. And then you've taken one small step towards that, that goal and now you're feeling a little more motivated to move forward because you've, you've taken that first step. You've made some progress. Your brain is excited. You're excited. And then you can schedule the next task for tomorrow. So maybe tomorrow it's calling one of those doctors and scheduling um, a, an, a first opinion or an exam. And so it's, it's, it's breaking that down into very small things. Um, the other thing I think is just you just you back to the time, you just might think something is going to take you way too long to accomplish. And so you don't want to do it. And you just wait and wait and wait. And then you do it and it really doesn't take you all that long. And so then you're kind of, well, why did I take so long to do this? Or um, So I think those are, those are really the first ones, breaking a project down into the smallest task possible so that you can, and then scheduling those tasks and focusing on those versus the, the larger goal, because um, you know, those steps are taking you towards that larger goal. And then knowing how, at least estimating how long something is going to take you and being aware of that. So you can dive into it. That is such a great tip is to look at, you know, that to-do list and look if it's a project or if it's an actual task, because it mm-hmm. really should be all tasks. 
I'm sitting here thinking about my to-do list. I'm like, yeah, I wonder how many projects are on there that you're right. They're not getting done because they're not broken down into the 10 tasks, Mm -hmm. the 10 tasks I could do, you know, one at a time. It just seems so much more doable. That's such a great tip. This episode has been brought to you by Autumn Shields as an independent consultant with Arbonne International, where healthy living is made simple. Arbonne, as a company, believes in a holistic approach to beauty, health, and wellness. Autumn can coach you on your healthy living journey to look and feel your best. Have you been thinking about starting your own business? Autumn can mentor you in starting your own online health and wellness business with Arbonne. Visit AutumnShields.com to learn more. So for those busy people working from home and maybe also homeschooling, whether it's part-time or hybrid or whatever, with a lot of interruptions around, whether it's a partner also working from home, maybe your kids working around, what is some way to avoid interruptions? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, such a good topic. One thing that I would recommend, um, if at all possible, is scheduling office hours. And this can work whether you, it's, we're in the middle of a pandemic or, or not. Um, so having certain times of the day that are solely like your deep work time. So you are not to be interrupted and communicating that time with your colleagues and with your family. So let's say you work best in the morning and you're going to block time Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday from nine to 11 off your calendar. And so people can't schedule meetings with you and your family and anyone else in the house knows not to bother you during this time. And then making sure that they all understand that time. And then also having times when it's perfectly okay to come and interrupt you. So you might work on smaller, easy tasks during that time. You're going to clean out emails and file and do lighter things that it's easier for you to get interrupted. Um, during that time. And again, communicating that time. Um, and then like my office is open to the rest of the house. And so for me, it would also include, maybe I'm wearing headphones. So when mom has her headphones on, she's not to be disturbed. You need to take care of yourself, go find dad, go do something different. Unless the house is on fire or somebody is bleeding, do not interrupt mom when her headphones are on. Or it's getting one of those science, those trifold science display things that you put up. Yes. And that's sort of a, a indication that, that you are working and you are not to be disturbed, period. Um, so just kind of some finding some way to do something visual like that. Those would, that's, that would be where I would start, um, being aware of interruptions. Other things like turning off your email when you're not processing your email turning off your phone or silencing it or putting it in a different room when you're working on something on your computer, Um, kind of taking away your own interruptions, closing those 15 tabs and only having out what you are working on, Um, turning off notifications. We don't need notifications all of the time. We're interrupted with email notifications on a regular basis. So just close your email, turn off the notifications so that you can focus Yes. I didn't even realize, I I mean, of course I knew I could control notifications. I just didn't realize how much they were bombarding me between my computer screen or my phone. And I know every time we get distracted, it takes like two minutes to refocus. So I think about how many times, even if it's not dinging me, I'm seeing it 15 people's birthday tomorrow on Facebook in the middle of an email that I'm trying to write. And so I didn't even know I mean, it took me like an hour to sit down and I put it on my to-do list. Like a task is to turn off notifications. And I cannot believe the difference that has made 
and helping me focus. And it's, it's sometimes those little tiny tips that make such a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, we have to take control over that technology versus letting it control us. Um, and maybe it's even just taking it. Like I can only access my social media on my laptop. I can't get to it anywhere else. Um, so I'm not, cause I would find myself going to check my email on my phone and then 20 minutes later, I'm on Facebook and I really meant to take 30 seconds to do this. And my kids are fighting in the other room because I was supposed to be paying attention to them. And now I've fallen down this other rabbit hole. And so really just narrowing down your access to this stuff. And it's hard if you use it for work. If you use social media for your business, you might be on it in a little bit different way. And so finding ways to really manage that and not let yourself fall down the rabbit hole of social media. Yes. And I love that you also talked about communicating with your family about specific hours. Like this is when I need to be interrupted or when I can be, and when I cannot, because I think so many times we're just running around and then we just expect everyone to know what is going on in our head or what, you know, we're doing on a computer, on a phone might just look like we're on the phone, but we're actually working, you know, it might look like we're just scrolling social media, but we're not, we're actually working. And one thing that helped me when I first came home um, to work my um, health and wellness online business I was like, oh my gosh, work is so much easier because there's no, there's so many less interruptions in a workplace versus at home with children or, you know, somebody else that's working from the house. But is that I feel like not only is it important to discuss that time, one thing that was important for me to do is also talk about why. I think it's different when you're like, oh, mom and dad's going to work. Work's work. The kids, you know, they might not know what you do, but they'll never understand it until they get a job. They don't know what work is like when you leave and to Mm -hmm. go to work. But when you're home, it's even more frustrating for them because they need you. You're right there. And you're like, I'm working. Well, they don't get it. They don't understand what being interrupted means. And so I feel like when you tie a reward to that too, or a why explaining why, like I am working today because I'm working towards earning us a trip too. And it gets tied to it. Or Mm -hmm. I'm doing this because we're going to go to Friday night, your favorite pizza place for dinner, but I have to get this done because I have to have the money to go pay for the pizza. You know, like it ties it to it. And I found with those rewards, the kids would be like, go work, please go work. We want pizza. We want that. Trip. We want whatever. And I was like, Oh, now who's encouraging who to work instead of mm-hmm. me feeling pulled or feeling guilty. So I feel like so much of it is communication. So I remember like setting rewards for me, but also playing with it and having fun with the kids, like rewards. And I was like, if I keep offering them more rewards, they're going to like duct tape me to this chair and make me work. <laughs> but it did help, you know, make it more of a game and fun and tie it because work, work should not just be work. It should be a life of about rewards and celebration and fun and, you know, setting a goal and reaching it and celebrating as a family or with your partner or whoever, you know, you're around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely having that, that is as your end goal and helping your family understand that. And maybe it's also spending some time with your kids before you dive into a project. So just giving them some attention, five or 10 minutes, filling them up. So they've, they feel connected to you. And then that's followed with, okay, I really need to go spend 30 minutes doing this task for work. And when I'm done, I will come back and we'll go play a board game or we'll do something else again together and getting that. And also one of the things we've learned, both my kids are both home doing remote learning and I was constantly being interrupted to get for, they were hungry. They wanted snacks all the time. And so we, and we used to do this when they were in person, but we would just um, kind of prepackage snacks. And so they could just go get, go to the cupboard and get their own snacks or they would have us, they now have snacks before they start school. 
And so they, it wasn't nine Oh five and I'm hearing from their bedrooms, mom, I'm hungry. And I'm trying to work and they're hungry. And so we just started feeding them early. So really looking at why are you being interrupted as well? And if it's something that you can solve easily, then do that so that it just takes that out of, out of the way, Um, kind of sort of helping empower your kids to, to do that as well. Or your colleagues, if that is, if they're constantly interrupting you, helping them under trying to understand why um, and setting up those boundaries so that they can interrupt you during your open office hours instead of when you're trying to get something done. Yes, I used to interrupt a captain of mine all the time. I would just complain about something when I was in police work and he, he used to say, write a memo, don't interrupt me. And I was like, I'm not going to take time to write a memo. So I just quit interrupting him. I'm like, that was pretty fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He corrected that pretty fast. Um, <laughs> so I appreciate these tips. It's already helped me. I'm sitting here looking at my to-do list and I'm like, I'm going to fix that one. I'm going to do this different. So I know I'm already going to be implementing some of these tips. So I'm sure people want more of you. So where can they find you and connect with you? Mm-hmm. They can't. So social media or my newsletter are the best places to get started with me. So um, homemostsimple.com. And then on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and LinkedIn, also at Home Most Simple. Um, And just you can sign up for my newsletter or follow me on social media and you'll get um, tips and kind of understand how how you can connect with me further from there. We so appreciate your time today, Valerie. And these tips, I know, I think it's a great time to visit this in January too, because of course we all have new goals or, you know, set our intentions for the year. And I know these tips will help us be more efficient in um, completing those. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. And regardless of where you are in life, rather you're feeling like you're a passenger in your own life and just trying to get through the day, or you feel like a boat tied up to a dock because maybe you're just too scared to set sail, or maybe you're out there rocking the open seas. I would love to connect with you on your journey. So please find me at autumnshields.com and or on social and say hello. If you would like a complimentary guide on living alive, visit the site and it is there waiting for you. And remember, good friends don't keep great messages to themselves. So keep the ripples moving and share this episode with your friends. Please take a moment to review or download this episode where you listen to podcasts. Make today the day you decide to live fully alive and leave some room for the unimaginable. So until next time, my friends, keep following the nudges.